0: Yeah, what up? We get the mic roll going. What up? Check, check, check. It's What's the Matter with Me podcast in the building. None other. Secret society. All we ask is trust. Trust that. Got your back like a chiropractor. All right. What's up? It's What's the Matter with Me podcast. Thank you for tuning in my name is john i'm 44 years old husband father of two small business owner radio dj podcaster and i have multiple sclerosis and trigeminal neuralgia i made this podcast to share what i'm going through always check out the homepage, homes What's the matter with me.org? We'll tell you everything. Before we get started, I want to give a shout out. I was just I was just getting ready a new shipment. I'm sending it over to Amazon some extra hot cuz we're running low. Now is the time. Play the jingle Hoppin' hot sauce, it's the best hot sauce. Hoppin' hot sauce, it's the best sauce in the world. The world, I'm telling you. Yeah, YouTube commenters uh, agree that is the best jingle in the world. Hoppin' Hot Sauce is on Amazon. Getting you some now. Got some brand new extra hot in the fulfillment pipeline. Shout outs to the Sandman. The KFJC listener party was last week, last weekend, and I donated a food service size with a little squirter attachment. People were like, how do I get one of these? I gotta get those in the cafeteria at California State University. I'm not sure how to get onto the menu at CSU but I think Hoppin Hotel should be there. Shout out to the Sandman. He wrote me about those squirters. He wanted one. Give me an email at john at World. j-o-h-n at h-o-p-p-i-n-w-o-r-l-d dot com john at hoppinworld.com I'll give you a shout out. That's how it works. Let me pull back the open the kimono and I will tell you. Email me. I will... Give you probably the best shout out you ever had in your life or in all possible lives. All of your possible lives, but maybe all the possible lives of all the possible people on all possible planets in all possible universes. Just give me an email, John at hoppingworld.com. I'll shout you out. I was listening. I was listening to DJ Robert Rankin. He's on KKUP, but also he he puts his show on SoundCloud, and that's the pretty much the only thing I've listened to on SoundCloud is DJ Robert Rankin. Every week he puts his show, and he played this one song. In reggae, you know reggae maxims? You know reggae sayings? Reggae is always full of knowledge. It's a massive ur text. The lyrics to reggae songs, something they say often in several reggae songs, but they said it. I was listening to DJ Robert Rankin on SoundCloud, and the lyric came out from the vocalist, the race is not for the swift, but who can endure? I was like, true enough, reggae guy. The race is not for the swift, but who can endure? That's something that really slow people, people in wheelchairs, that's a good maxim for them. Because they're not winning, we are not winning the Swift race in our wheelchairs. But maybe we can endure DJ Robert Rankin on SoundCloud. He's like, he says San Francisco Bay and Monterey Bay areas. And I never thought of the Monterey Bay area. But he's almost more beachside. KKUP, they broadcast... In Monterey Bay Area. And so it's kind of like a different... We're in the Bay Area and this is kind of more beachy. It has a beachy vibe. DJ Robert ranking on SoundCloud. I appreciate... Appreciate... I appreciate love. That's how they say it. They they say it backwards. Dread talk. appreciate love. I need the the race is not for the swifts, but who can endure. That's like biblical. Or if it isn't, it should be in the Bible. But it probably is in the Bible. Hold on. Yes, that is in the Bible, man. I googled that Bible. From Ecclesiastes. Chapter 9, verse 11, I returned and saw under the sun that the race is not to the swift nor the battle to the strong, neither yet bread to the wise, nor yet riches to men of understanding, nor yet favor to men of skill. But time and chance happeneth to them all. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Ecclesiastes 9:11. Like 9:11, like 911. Interesting. So it has like a double meaning cuz it's also 9:11. That was your Bible verse rundown. Why not? We're talking about reggae. They often have some some Old Testament action in reggae. Let's hit that Ecclesiastes. I'm not a 100% sure that's in the Old Testament, but because reggae quotes it, it's like gotta be in the Old Testament, right? The race is not for the swift, but who can endure? Something else very biblical, influenced, heavily influenced by the Bible, on the last day of summer break, which was last week, we went to Fairfield. And it, it was the last day of summer break and it was super hot that day. It was like it was like 98 in Fairfield, I think. But we're like, "Let's go." I I've been wanting to go to this for quite some time. I might have even been when I was a kid, but maybe not, that my mom will tell me and that'll let me know whether I had a blessed childhood or whether it was nothing but cursed toil and drudgery. That sounds like my childhood. So I probably had never gone, but last week on the last day of summer, piping hot out, we went to Fairfield. To go to the Jelly Belly Factory. And I think it's fair to say that Jelly Belly Factory is heavily influenced by the Bible. Because they're all about Ronald Reagan. Like Ronald Reagan. The descendants of Ronald Reagan are probably on the board of Jelly Belly or something. I mean, big time or something. I'm not really sure what's going on over there, but they love Ronald Reagan. I like Ronald, Re- Ronald Reagan more now that he's not the president. I like him now that he he can't kind of not mention the AIDS crisis and, you know, here in San Francisco Bay Area... Not mentioning AIDS was really an issue. I'm gonna call that a major issue. The race is not to the swift, but he who endures. The Bible, this is a biblical family. The Jelly Belly family is like a family business. They're all like, oh, everyone is according to their talents. It, all of our kids find a way. It seems like the kids are doing good because the the best selling, after you get off the Jelly Belly tour, you're in the Jelly Belly store. And you know me, I got a Jelly Belly factory t-shirt. And it says Fairfield, California, and it has like some jelly bellies and some tubes. And it looks like a factory. There's a hard hat, I think. Maybe not, but it's a Jelly Belly Factory themed t-shirt. I went for it. But my kids were all about this taste challenge. So it's called Bean Boozled. And they're on their sixth edition of it. And this was something that I think was brought to the Jelly Belly leadership, which is like the oldest daughter and the the grandpa, and they were like, we want to do this Bean Boozled. The Jelly Belly, are you brave enough? Take the challenge. Bean Boozled pairs, two jelly beans that look exactly alike but could not taste more different. You could get one of our most popular flavors or one of our wildest. Here's the catch. You won't know which ones are which until you try them. Are you brave enough? So it has this like these sets of jelly beans. They're two jelly beans. They look the same. And one tastes great, popular. One tastes awful. So like juicy pear or booger. So there's this green jelly bean. It could either be juicy pear or booger. Strawberry banana smoothie or dead fish. Berry blue or toothpaste. Birthday cake or dirty dishwater. Peach or barf. Tutti frutti or stinky socks. Pomegranate or old bandage. Toasted marshmallow or stink bug. Cappuccino or... Hmm, or liver and onions. Mm. Buttered popcorn or rotten egg. So you get the idea. The most popular jelly bean from this is the vomit flavor. So it's kind of orange flecked with red, and it's gonna be peach or barf. And the way they came up with that barf flavor I've learned in an informational TV and an informational video where they also explain that this game, the younger generation thought this up. I mean, duh, this sounds like uh, my kids love this. So it it sells like they have a whole gift shop. The most popular thing are these bean boozled sets of great tasting and disgusting jelly beans. So you get this orange one, red flex, it could be peach, it could be barf. The way they came up with barf is when they they had been trying to make a pepperoni pizza jelly bean and it was disgusting. Everyone hated it. So they dug, when they were trying to make... barf they dug that back up and they just added citric acid to this really disgusting pepperoni pizza failed flavor and it made barf anyway that's great that's food science i'm a food scientist so i admire that yeah i'm a food scientist i made hop hot sauce come on But could I make barf flavored jelly belly? I guess Ronald Reagan liked jelly bellies and he would hand them out to his cabinet during meetings when they had some intractable issue. They would take a jelly belly break. And I guess still that was in 1981. And still to this day, they're, they're riding high off Reagan. But you know what, There was, the tour was totally accessible and because it was kid-oriented, it was, they had all these, as you went around the factory, they had all these windows that were like at kid height. But I went around in my wheelchair and they were also at wheelchair height, so you get a good view of it. I took pictures. It's very soothing and relaxing. it's a little creepy because of like the overt the kind of moral moral majority American you know the city on the hill kind of vibe anyway, I was going around there I was looking I was seeing all this wheelchair accessible tour, and they they had a lot of portraits. They have a Jelly Belly staff artist who makes portraits of famous people and they have the Mona Lisa. They have the CEO, of course, and they have Reagan. Had me thinking those low windows, I was thinking about George H.W. Bush, the vice president. I was thinking about him because of the accessibility, you know, he signed the ADA and George, he's not one of my favorite, but he signed the ADA. So I have to rethink that. I think he might for sure on this tour, as I was rolling around, I was feeling thankful and I was kind of had one eye out for that George H.W. Bush portrait. I didn't see it in person, but I saw it on one of the informational videos they had as you walked around the factory. And I was like, there it is, there he is. I wanted to see it. I wanted to get a picture with the portrait, jelly belly portrait of George H.W. Bush. I never felt closer to George H.W. Bush. I never held George H.W. Bush in higher esteem than I did on the Jelly Belly Factory tour. But it kinda makes sense. Like they were all about Reagan, 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 and then H.W. Bush is like an afterthought. So like even in death, Reagan is not going to campaign for the v p and he'll be forgotten, so he was. We moved on, and we went past the factory. The factory was really soothing because they were just like like I saw a guy throwing sugar like scoopfuls of sugar, big scoops into these kind of spinning turbine type of things full and they had like over 200 pounds of jelly beans in them and the guy was throwing sugar into these to kind of polish up their I, I don't to do some confectionery stuff and there were two other guys watching him they were all in hard hats and white lab coats, and it was, like, very soothing. I was like, they're making 1,200 pounds of jelly beans over there. Look at that guy throw that sugar. And then at one point, a guy started ripping open cardboard boxes full of jelly beans onto this conveyor belt, Different colors of jelly bean to make that multicolored jelly bean package. It was so soothing to watch this guy. He must have ripped open maybe eight or ten. While I saw he ripped them open with the kind of viciousness in that it was like it would have been alarming if not, if only red jelly beans hadn't spilled out, it was kind of magical. It was super hot, but it was air-conditioned in the factory. It was climate-controlled, so this worked out good. Take a climate-controlled vacation on a really hot day. When you went through the factory and you were done, there was another museum outside there was like the B-level museum, and they had like the guy's boats. He restored, you know, the guy who owned Jelly Belly restored boats, and and uh, he had a Maserati that he would show, and you know, and there were motorcycles, Jelly Belly Harley Davidsons, stuff like that, and videos of of making nougat. And a video where they make nougat is so pleasant. You can just watch that. Your eyes glaze over. The way they make nougat is they have like, it's a really thick, really heavy nougat and then it gets stretched out. So it's really, really stretched out. And then it gets chopped up into little bits. Wow, that's what it was like. Yeah, I felt like I was stretched out. When I was watching that movie of the nougat, I was like, I am the nougat. It was the kids' last day of summer break, so we got some jelly beans. Of course, they wanted that bean-boozled, vomit jelly bean. I was like, no thanks, no thanks. I'll skip the vomit jelly beans, but the kids won't, and it's the best-selling good. All hail the generation to come, and the generations beyond that. It was hot, and then near Fairfield is Susan City, and my buddy just opened a record and games store there, So it's like a used record store. And then it's also like a used gaming store. So they have like PlayStation, the first PlayStation. He told me that the PS1 is being sought out by audiophiles because it has a really high quality CD player. Apparently that is... The very first generation of it has a CD player that's like you can put it in your hi-fi. So it was cool to be at his record store. I sold him some records not that long ago. So it was cool to be like, oh, that was mine. It was cool. It's called Retroactive Records and Games in Susan City. Susun City is kind of interesting little town. There is some waterfront there. Susun, Susun Bay is a shallow tidal estuary northeast extension of the San Francisco Bay. It's at the confluence of the Sacramento and San Joaquin Rivers. And they have kind of cool architecture in that town. 20th century architecture early 20th century architecture and it's kind of have interesting houses and cool spot and but it was hot on this day it was hot as as all get out last week to celebrate the end of summer and because we haven't had it ever I got a subscription to Mad magazine. Because when I was Coco's age, I started looking through my uncle Craig's Mad magazines. And so even before her age. So I now was into it. They have that thing at the back where you fold the the picture and it becomes another picture. Wow. So I got a subscription, six issues to Mad Magazine. I had to do that. More maxims. The maxim of Mad Magazine is what me worry. What me worry? What me worry? There's three uh, question marks in that, right? So another maxim, you know I've been watching that Michael Rappaport video podcast once in a while, I saw him say something the other day that I thought was cool. Mean what you say, say what you mean. And so I was like, race is not for the swift, but who can endure? Mean what you say, say what you mean. Those who say don't know, and those who know don't say. Smile now or cry later. Maxims. They put me on another medication, I'm done with it. But uh, like last week I was on a medication, it said, side effects causes drowsiness. And I told my wife, I'm like, add it to the pile. They all, they all are bad for you. And I take lots of them, so it's pretty bad. I ordered the shoes for my AFO, they weren't in the correct size. I'm trying to reorder my correct size, but it's not really going smoothly. I'm not really sure what's happening. I'm trying to hit their info, email address, but I'm not getting any response. So I gotta just figure it out. I'm a little bamboozled today. I fell and I hit my head last night Unfortunately, I, I I was getting up and my daughter ran in the room and I'm looking at her and I wasn't paying attention to where my foot was going. And so when I put my foot down, I fell backwards and hit my head on the cabinet. And, I, and long story short, I went to the ER and I got four staples in my head. It doesn't hurt. It's I'm not on any medication for it. It's I've done. It's like old hat to me. I'm like, oh, this again. I'm going to have to. I told my wife, I'm like, they're going to give me staples. I didn't want to go to the ER, but I knew that when you fall, when you hit your head, when you cut yourself, These are all good reasons to go to the ER. So I kind of, I really didn't want to go. I wanted to eat dinner, but they got me out of there in like, they turned me around in like two hours, which isn't too bad actually. They just stapled me up. I didn't go in a room, I was in the hallway. Um, and that's like a thing because of I guess like they're having COVID, and they have like rooms that are all taped off on the ground, ceiling, though all the seams and the doors. So there's like a a capacity issue at the the doctor at the the medical center in Castro Valley. But I survived it's just a flesh wound. I lacerated myself and it made it's on my head so it bled. But I put pressure and ice on it and I got the bleeding to stop and then when I got to the ER I wasn't bleeding anymore but they saw it and they were like, Yeah, we're gonna put staples I was like turn to my wife I'm like I told you because it's all about scoring small pointless little things when you're in a long-term relationship I wanted to get into new music ads you know I have a long-term relationship with music I'm always listening So a couple of weeks ago, I went to go see Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles' Mutant Mayhem at the theater with my family. And I went because I saw that Trent Reznor had done the score. Let's see, he won the Academy Award. Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross, who both worked on the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles' mutant mayhem soundtrack they won best original score for social network so I was like I want to check out Trent Reznor and Atticus Ross's original score for Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem and so it's kind of like a um, nine inch nails soundtrack Trent Reznor is up there With John Williams now, he's got the Academy Award for Best Original Score. So somehow, because of social network, he's up there with Hans Zimmer and John Williams. And so he's like a soundtrack heavy hitter. And I, so I had to see this mutant mayhem. And that was pretty good, I think. So this next record came out last year, but I heard it on KFJT and I was like, I like that. So the artist is The Body and OAA. That's it. it's a collaboration. The record is called Enemy of Love. Let me see what, what other people say about it. Mr. Paul says, the audio equivalent of kicking a concrete block barefoot Plus a metronome. Here's from Friedrich Bauer. What if Portis had stepped on a Lego? Yeah, that's kind of what it's like. It's 10 tracks, pretty short, like a minute or 4 minutes and 40 seconds, somewhere in between 10, tr- 10 tunes. The Body and OAA if Portis had stepped on a Lego. Sometimes my wife asked me to turn it off. That's Enemy of Love by The Body and OAA. Also, I got No Jack Swing by Brontes Purnell out on Dark Entries and Poppy Juice Records. No Jack Swing, the solo electronic debut of multi-hype man, Brontez Purnell. I don't think they're trying to call him a hype man. They're trying to say he has multiple hypes, different hypes. He's a writer. His band, The Younger Lovers, I have their record. This one's kind of electronic, kind of... I actually re- re- reviewed it here. Six tunes, three and a half to five minutes each. Gravy Train gospel disco vibes. Probably the nicest audio recording he's done to date. Like, there's some production value here. Brontes Purnell, I met him in Oakland. Jarrett Mitchell, um... Introduced me to him outside of Club Hot, where Jarrett was living. It was at a show there. So he's like Oakland dude. His old band was Gravy Train. He's a writer. He's kind of LGBTQ celebrity. I got the record No Jack Swing by Brontes Purnell. And then something I haven't... Got the guts to buy just yet, but that is on my wish list. But I guess I'll have to buy it. I'm kind of scared, so it's just been X Griffox That's or X Grifox. X G R I F O X. The record is called the Choke Split. The Choke with an exclamation point. So X, Griffox, and Choke. This is music from Oakland, it's hardcore. And what I got into it was this X, Griffo X, they have two, it's kind of two people on the vocals, and they have this really interesting interplay. They scream, but it's just very particular how they do it. And I thought it was interesting I'm I'm getting into, you know, like Ghast. Remember I was talking about Ghast? I'm getting into, like, extreme music with singers that are with very particular approaches. With, like, you know, the singer from Ghast, he's, he, like, growls. It's like metal. But he also is like, ah, he also kind of shrieks in this way that's kind of pathetic and strange. It's it's different with X Griffox but they scream back and forth and yell at each other. It's compelling. So check out the X Grifox choke split and I think choke is a band from Oakland One thing that's cool about these um, Choke and X-Griffox is if you don't like it, it'll be over really fast. The longest tune on this release is two minutes, and most of the other ones are under one minute. So if you hate it, just check out the vocal interplay, What's the Matter With Me podcast said it was compelling. All right, you wound it down. You're truly committed. No one can call you halfway committed. You're fully in or out, I'd imagine. Write me an email, john at hopinworld and I'll give you a shout out. Check out what's the matter with me for past episodes. Now I'm gonna leave you. Speaking of extreme music. I've been making some extreme me I don't think this will make it to being a theme song but it is a theme song candidate check out this extreme music for listening to the What's the Matter With Me podcast I'll check you next time